Dan Dicko here, Gonzaga Nation SI. This is the WCC Weekly where we will be taking a trip around each of the schools in the West Coast Conference, connecting with their coaching staff to hear what is new and the updates and outlook for the upcoming season. Today's guest, University of Portland pilot head coach, Shante Leggins. Shante, thanks for joining. Man, thanks for having me, brother. It's good to be on. Good to finally talk some hoops. Been a minute. Yeah, I mean, you, you're probably talking NIL left and right with uh, people that are handling a lot of that in your world. And I'm sure we'll touch on that in a second. But as we were kind of figuring out, coordinating exactly what time we were record, you said, give me eight minutes like Kobe <laughs> and I'll be right on. So we're just finishing up. Guys are just finishing up some shots. So. <laughs> <laughs> so so give me the breakdown. Uh, Kobe, uh, LeBron. Michael Jordan, who oh, is it to you, or is it somebody completely different? Oh no, it's it's Jordan. I hate to break it, everyone. It, we, it's the funniest thing in the world. That's all. That's all our team talks about and staff now. So yeah, so it's obviously uh, it's obviously Jordan for me. That's where you know it's hard because that, I, I got to watch him play a lot. I get to watch LeBron play a lot and watch Kobe play a lot. I haven't watched the old heads. We're sitting in the uh, head coaches meeting of the WCC and just hearing everybody. You know, you you heard some guys talk about it. They started bringing up some old school names. And so it was pretty, it was fun to listen to that. But for me, it's always going to be Jordan. It's, it's hard to pass for me. It's, you know, it's like a, it's like just one of them deals. So tell us about how those meetings would go. A WCC meeting, uh, if I'm correct, there's usually once in the off season and then once like preseason leading up to the year where coaches kind of get on the same page. My, my understanding would get on the same page as far as, uh, protocol within the league and how they want to handle different things. Uh, but it's also a time for you guys as, as basketball coaches just to kind of talk shop. Uh, what are those meetings like? And who is the most outgoing coach uh, in those meetings? So that was my first in-person one. Um, we've had some Zoom ones going um, before. It was it was also to introduce Stu, um, the new commissioner, Stu Lance. Pretty cool. Um, got to hear him talk. Um, they just talk about, you know, the season how we could make the WCC, you know, um, one of the best basketball conferences in the in the country. Obviously, I think you know, you know, we're we're, we're getting there. You know, um, talking about you know our net rating, scheduling, um, what we need to do to make our conference, you know, one of the top conferences, and and, and just different ways to do it. It was actually it was good for me because I, I've only seen you know most of these coaches just on the sideline or you're recruiting. So for them to be around, let their guard down, just talk normal, um, you know, not always, you know, not the competitive side of them so much. So that was the first time I really got to see that, you know, um, I think uh, um, Randy uh, uh, Bennett and um, Romar, I think were the, were the ones that, you know, do a lot of the the talking and stuff. And it was pretty good to, to listen to them. And, you know, obviously coach fuse, you just got to really got a lot of smart people in that room. Um, and it was just fun to sit back and listen. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of the younger guys. So I had to, you know, I, I just like soaking in the knowledge of some, I mean, there's, there's Hall of Fame coaches in that room. And so um, to sit there and listen to their ideas and, and thoughts and different things like that was, was, uh, was it was actually, a, it was a treat for me. So I had a good time with that. So the WCC continues to improve on the national stage. A couple of years ago, three teams were in last year too, and they both made nice runs. Uh, you guys have shown progress, although unfortunately last year had a lot of injuries. So it kind of stalled that progress. What does Portland need to do to keep going in the same trajectory it was? We just got to keep, you know, with with what we're doing. I believe in what we're doing. Um, like you said, we had the injuries, but 
We also usually when a guy goes down, you could you could fill him back in and you could hold it for like a game or two. But, you know, I don't think we had the depth last year. I think losing guys at certain parts of the season, you know, really, really put a damper, especially I think after, you know, you can have early success and that could hurt you late. And I think, you know, having a lot of people pat you on the back early, I think our team didn't handle the success well, even though it wasn't like we were two and one or three, you know, three and oh in, the, in, in, in that early tournament. But he went against Villanova. We played good against some other teams. Uh, we had a pretty good preseason, so people were patting us on the back, and we didn't do a great job of, of handling the little bit of success that, you know, um, we we got early. And so I think that bled over to the season. And then once we started, you know, getting our legging and getting getting everything moving in the right direction, we got a couple injuries. Um, again, no excuse. you got to be able to fill guys in. That's part, of, that's part of basketball. And so I think, you know, having a little bit more depth this year is going to help us. Um, having some guys with size and athleticism, uh, will really help us uh, defensively and rebound. I thought offensively, if you look at our numbers, we're pretty good offensively. Again, I just think the defensive side and the, and the rebounding really, really beat us up this year. And and again, we didn't have a lot of size in there to, to compete with some of these, some of the top teams in our league. And that's that's our goal. And that's that's what we want to do. We want to win the league. And you got to be able to, you know, challenge the Gonzaga's bigs. You got to be able to challenge, you know, St. Mary's bigs. LMU has bigs, you know, and now, you know, you got to be able to handle that. Santa Clara has bigs, you know, so um the rebounding side I mean we could have a great game I mean we we did some good things this last year but we just didn't finish the play with a rebound and that that hurt us and 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 obviously uh you know it's it's our second year and you know going into this year I think we you know we're, we're expecting to, to be much better so you mentioned kind of experience of having some success like after that Villanova win uh and then you mentioned kind of the transfer portal that's obviously a key component of any college basketball program now is figuring out what you need and how to go about it in the portal. Uh, what, yeah. What's your process and your staff's process like? Do you look at just straight numbers? Do you first off like numbers that jump out statistically? Do you look at, hey, he's from a winning program? Do you look at relationships maybe from an AAU program that, that you've got prior relationships, maybe coach to player from? They're reaching out to you. How do you sift through that to find the guys that are going to fit for you? It's tough because, you know, you you use all that, right? You use that. Like, we love shooters. We love guys with size. You know, you you use all that to your advantage. You you use your relationships. And so, you know, it gets really, it gets really you know, grimy when you're in there, you know, because, you know, I had guys last year, I mean, it bled over. So we had a good team our first year. I thought we did pretty good. And, you know, obviously our guys are getting hit up. Um, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Then you're playing in the middle of the season and guys are getting hit up during our season. Um, and so it, it's kind of... It's kind of a, a weird deal because I don't I don't feel that's what how it should be you know um, obviously AAU coaches will call you and you know the craziest thing is you you get a freshman who was on a winning team and they, these are the things the red flags for me you know um, you get a you get a freshman who's on a winning team they're playing behind an all league guy and they're doing everything and you know it, it's it's a really good team right um, and then you get a from somebody else saying hey he's not he's upset he wants to go somewhere else I'm like man well they're twenty four and five like. What are you talking about? He's a freshman playing 11 minutes a game behind an all-league dude. Like, those are red flags for me because you get a kid like that, he just waits his turn. Obviously, he's a good player. He's playing 11 minutes. I, you know, I'm, I'm using a, a, a real example. And yeah. it's like, yeah, he's a really good player. We recruited him early. But it's like when he gets here, you know, is he going to play more than Tyler? Is he going to take Tyler's play? Is he going to take, you know, and so when you look at things like that or you look at some of these these guys that are calling, it's it, sometimes you, you 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 mark guys off and – you say that's a, that's a no go. Um, you brew a guy, and 
you know, he's not playing, you circle him during the season and say, Hey, let's, let's figure Let's see if anything changes. Let's see who pops into the portal. I mean, you have to do all this stuff now. And then you have to pop it in with now, you know, NIL and all this other stuff also. And so now you got to figure, you know, navigate those waters and, and try to figure out, you know, how you can get a young man to want to wanna join your program. How, uh, impactful is being in the portland community with nike adidas uh to supporting your program i know you guys are a nike school um but adidas is right there too um so there's there's a good you know culture back how big of a support is that to you guys as as you're out kind of drumming up interest in your program and and recruiting players well it's huge because portland is a great city you know and that's that's a big deal and so like yeah, and you you've obviously you know what Portland's like and so it's a really nice city but when you come to our campus it's like you're away from the city so you get the both the best world uh bo- both the best worlds you know because you have you know that experience where you can go down and and, and go do something and, and grab a latte or go you know go to you know do anything you want because it's a big city you go to watch an NBA game you can you can catch you can do pretty much anything you want to do because it's a, it's a nice size city but then when you're on campus you're really focused on here and then having Nike and having Adidas and and some other great you know businesses that are really good around here you have great time for guys that you know be able to go get jobs in the summer you know they got internships if they need them and so being able to do that and then the academic piece is really huge so having the city behind us is pretty good and and uh, you know where we're located right here on the bluff it, it really gives you the best of both worlds you you can be down and um hanging out and then you can come right here and, and enjoy you know college life because it's it's really you know secluded away from a little, little bit of everything else NBA playoffs are going right now. A couple guys are having uh, monster postseason runs. Nikola Jokic um, and Jimmy Butler are two that come to mind. And and when I've been running youth workouts lately, uh, I've been sharing those two as as examples because neither is the greatest athlete, Mm -hmm. but they both have tremendous IQ. They are both tremendous teammates and they're both tremendous, um, have a both have a tremendous fundamental base uh, and love for the game. When you watch the NBA playoffs right now, who stands out? And then what are you looking at when you're watching it? Well, you always, because NBA and you, you played in it. And so like you, you, you kind of understand, you, you understand more than anybody else and just a regular fan. And as a coach, you, you're always looking for different things. And sometimes like when I watch the Lakers, I just watch it for fun. You know, they, <laughs> we didn't get nothing from the Lakers, <laughs> just, you know, but when you're watching other teams and, and uh, you, you watch, they, they do, they do things so quick. It doesn't look fast on TV, but you know, it seems like, oh, the 24 seconds, but the things they do is so quick and their their reaction time and, you know, of what they need to do when they get the ball in their hands. Those are things like I, I'll clip up and send to our guys and say, look, your favorite player just had the ball in their hands for like less than a second and they made a decision, pass shoot or, or drive it. And so, um, you know, I'm always looking at that. Uh, you know, we, we have a guy like, you know, Tyler, obviously, um, Robertson. We're always looking for things to be able to get him different different ways, different post-ups and, you know, different, you know, you see the defensive schemes. How do you guard a ball screen? I mean, it's, you know, everyone always has these great ideas, but it's really impossible unless everyone's on a string. And, you know, when teams are doing well, like you watch Boston play these last two games, the reason they won is because they defended crazy they were they were flying around they looked like a whole different team you know and so the ball screen coverages on the backside you know everyone's watching the ball but if you're watching the backside actions and different things like that those are some of the things we'll clip up and send to our guys and and you know they want to play you know once they leave here there's a th- the 30 second shot clock is gone so everyone plays with 24 seconds in the whole whole entire world except college basketball right yeah. maybe school basketball and so the the reaction time, the decision making time, those are the things I'm really looking at. And, you know, you, you know, you're, you're playing out of closeouts. And so, you know, I tell our guys, 
you don't have to have a bag like these guys. You know, what's in your bag? I mean, you watch the giddy kid. The giddy kid just drives by you. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't do too much. You're watching all these really good players. And, you know, maybe you'll get like seven or eight highlights from them. But for the most part, all these guys, like you say, Jimmy Butler's just going straight to picking a spot, using a pump fake, spinning back and getting into a good shot. So um, you, you try to you try to say, hey, guys, the basketball game is very simple. And here are the best players in the world making it very simple. But they're also making it look really good because they're doing it at such a high level. So that's what we try to break down for our guys. And, you know, the only time I, I my head just could go away is when I watch the Lakers because we ain't got a LeBron or Anthony <laughs> Davis. So it just it just clears out. But I am having a lot of fun. I, I was kind of torn watching the Denver Nuggets and and the Lakers. My wife's Serbian, so you know it's it's a crazy household. They're over there screaming for him and just to watch him play is unbelievable, right? He just looks like the dude down the street. <laughs> yeah, he he is so much fun to watch and he 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 sets the tone for his teammates because he's so unselfish and it makes oh, other yeah. guys play in that way. But I want to ask you now about Eric Spolstra. I grew up in the Portland area. I remember watching Eric Spolstra as a kid going to Portland Pilots game. I remember when I went to Portland Pilot youth basketball camps growing up, the Larry Steele basketball camps, Eric Spolstra would lead all the ball handling drills. And I got to know him a little bit throughout interactions during the course of my time in the NBA. I think he's one of the all-time most underrated coaches, does an amazing job. Does he support and does he still stay involved to a certain extent with the Portland basketball program? And has he reached out to you or given you any help in any way? Uh, when he first, when I first got the job, we 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 talked for a quick second. Um, his dad comes to games. Um, we are we are taking uh, what they do with their weight training and conditioning and added it to our program. We're calling it, you know, heat culture. Um, so we we do use him in a lot of different ways. Um, this summer, I'm hoping we could uh, connect and you know talk. But yeah, just like you said, he's one of the most under. You know, you're watching these TV shows in the morning, and they lost that at, to Atlanta. And they you know they're saying, oh, he's a good coach, but I think they need a different voice in that locker room. You know, and this, that, and the other. And now look at him. And so he's done a lot with. The thing that's most impressive to me is he's had the best talent in the world and has done well. And now you've got supposedly the eight, eighth seed and now he's doing well with that. So it's, it, he's shown he can coach anybody, which is, which is pretty cool. And uh, when you watch him, there's the way he, his, his, his flair, his, you know, his attention to detail is amazing, especially you know, when they, when they get in that defensive thing. So, yeah, I, I'd love to connect with them this summer if possible. You know, I know he comes back home a lot and, you know, his, one of his strength coaches went to my high school. And so, you know, that's how that got started. Um, but, you know, he, he, he does, I mean, people here, he's like, he's a legend here. And so we have him on our wall. It's, it's big time. And so when people walk in, they know who he is. So off season, lots of movement. Uh, you guys have had a couple guys head out. You guys have had a few come in. Um, if you're not too privy to college basketball in the off season, you just kind of listen in for big picture stuff. Um, yeah. What what would you share with our listeners about um, what Portland has done in the off season as far as guys coming in? Well, we've got some size um, that we've got guys that rebound. Um, we, you know, you know, we, we, we'll have a big team overall. I think our two shortest guys will be under, we only have two guys under six, four this year. Um, Juanze, obviously. And then a freshman we got coming in named Vincent, um, Vince, who, who's a very good player. And so, you know, I think our athleticism went up, our skill went up and our, and our shooting, and, you know, obviously we had that and then we just got size. We need to be able to rebound and compete at that end. And so, you know, we're not, I'm not, you know, I, I've made some mistakes, uh, recruiting after the first year, I wanted to go get big burly guys that can really, you know, try to try to be physical with these guys. It's just, it was just hard for me to to coach, you know, um, those guys. And we got to be able to figure that out. 
Um, but we do have some skilled guys with some size coming in, which I'm, I'm really excited about. Um, we got guys that can play almost any position on the floor. So you'll see a lot of basketball where, you know, you have multiple guys handling it and bringing it up. And um, we just got to get these guys on campus so we can start seeing what we got. That's the one thing with the transfer portal is, you know, you get some guys out of that portal, you know, you recruit them at a certain, you know, you recruit them out of high school and then you don't get to see them play for a year or two or you see them play in somebody else's system. And, and you just don't know, you know, if that's going to work there because, you know, coaches, they, you know, they repeat, they repeat, they repeat until, until the guys understand that that's, that's in, that's embedded in them. Right. I still believe yeah. ball side foot high, have it up. Right? It's just, whenever I step on a court, I never did that before I got to college and I, you know, playing, you know, in Europe or whatever, that's what it, my, always ball side foot. So you got to be able to break some of these guys habits and, and uh, get them here. So that's the most important thing to see, you know, what you got, especially like you said, IQ wise, you know, we do a lot of things where you, you're being creative on the offensive end, you're moving the ball. You got to be able to find, you know, the opening, you got to be able to dribble this guy and know that guy's coming down from, you know, from that, you know, that backside action and hit the guy up top. You got to be able to, to read those again, reaction times. And so you want to, you know how good guys are, but you want to make sure that when they do get on campus, they have some reaction time. So we, we got some guys with some size and, and a lot of skill. We'll have a, a very long basketball team this year. You guys played in a, probably the premier event uh, last year in the non-conference, the PK 85. What's on the docket for, for a non-conference for Portland next year, I'm sure you're still working on some of the schedule, but is there anything you're excited about you can share right now? Well, you know, we, we got some pretty good games, you know, I, I you know, we got Kent state coming back. They, they gave us our first slacking last year. I thought that was a uh, pretty good, it was a tough team. Don't go to the Mac. They say, and we said, Oh, we'll go ahead and do it. That's a bad move. Um, <laughs> they can play Gonzaga pretty tough. Uh, I, I think, you know, we kind of try to copy the mold of St. Mary's when they played against really good mid-major teams. Um, we're going to have a couple, you know, high majors here where we're going to try to, you know, get our get our net rating and where it needs to be. You know, we want to be at the end of the year one of the top three, top four teams and be able to talk about the NCAA tournament or the NIT. That's what our league's trying to do, you know. And so team for team, um, that's again, that's something we have to do as a as a whole, you know, as a, as a WCC is make sure our schedule is is where it needs to be. So we got to play against good mid-majors like Kent State. We got to play against, you know, I think we got some pretty good, you know, we're, we're trying to finalize a couple deals with with a couple high majors. We're going out to to play in an event where, you know, in the Phoenix Sun Arena against a pretty good mid-major team. So that's going to be like a, a neutral side event that's pretty good for us. Um, so we're, we're, we're excited about, you know, our schedule. Um, we're still trying to get a couple pieces down. Uh, we want to be going into the WCC in the top 150, top close to 100, so we could, you know, beat some of these teams in our league because our, you know, we want to have six or seven teams in our league in the top 150, 100, and and try to, you know, start getting bids that way. And uh, that's the way, you know, our conference is thinking. We got to make sure we're scheduling um, that way. Last question for you. Um, I know the Blazers just announced an expansion for the G League. They're going to have a team, and my understanding is uh, they're going to play home games at the University of Portland. Yes. What's that going to do for you in regards to showing and sharing and teaching with the guys in your program? Because they should be able to see uh, that next level player and guys that are on the cusp of the NBA that much closer. I just think it's great, man. We have a, there'll be a lot of foot traffic in and out of our gym, which is what you want as a coach. You know, you you know, some guys will, you know, hey, we got to keep our guy. But I, I love the foot traffic. I love our guys being able to interact with you know, on the fringe NBA guys or NBA guys who are coming down just for that, you know, a two-way contract and being able to sit behind, you know, I want our guys to sit behind the bench so they could listen to those guys and listen to how the coaches talk to their players. And and that's something that I think is going to be really unique for us. You know, I'm going to try to get guys to come play neutral site games at the 
at the at a G League facility and try to get them to come to our place. But um, it, it's really exciting um, to be able to have them come in here. I think it's something that a lot of teams haven't done, especially at, at our level. And I think it's going to be something that's going to open a lot of doors for our players. Um, and it's also going to be able to help us, I think, in in, in time, find guys, um, you know, because we'll be able I'll be able to build relationships with, you know, you know, coaches and different people who walk in and different scouts and be able to, you know, find out about, you know, some maybe some high school kids, some European kids. And, you know, they'll be able to say, hey, man, this kid is really good. What, you know, where do you get him from? You know, and now that may open the door for our guys, because, you know, just like anybody else, it takes one guy to like you. You know, yep. it's one person to try to get you in the door. And if you can get somebody like that, and I just give, I think it gives our guys more of an opportunity to, to, to see the game. And it gives us, my coaches and, and myself, a chance to soak up a lot more basketball knowledge, which, you know, you probably have to go out and, and go to clinics to get where we could just sit there and, hey, can I sit in the locker room and hear you talk to your team? And, or can I, you know, and just, you know, and, and then you're going to get to see a bunch of people, you know, basketball is a small world that you haven't yeah. seen in 10 to 15 years. And you didn't know where those guys are at. And they're, they're obviously you know, hanging around the G League. And so um, that's something that I'm looking forward to. It's going to it's really going to put um, a little bit more emphasis on our university, which I'm, I'm excited about. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the time, Shante. Uh, you know, there's still lots to do in the offseason. I'm sure you're going to get it done uh, and, and get your program back in the top half of the WCC fighting for a postseason bid. So appreciate the time. Thanks for joining. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for talking hoops. Finally, just normal <laughs> basketball. Thanks.